message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. Now, a continuation of the previous message. Satan is spirit. Lucifer is one of the angels of God. Then he rebelled and he came down. But then he is spirit. So he can't do anything on this earth. All right? When Lucifer saw that God had made a garden and had put man and had put woman, he wanted to come and disrupt. But Lucifer is spirit. He can't do anything. So he came, and then he saw serpent. He said, serpent, you, you have a body to operate on this earth here. I don't. So let's cut a deal. Give me your body. I will enter, and I will talk to this woman and derail her. So, as we all know, the serpent came and deceived. The serpent wasn't made a deceiver. But the devil entered into him and then threw the body of the serpent, man fell. Now, you would always want to ask, when Satan was entering the body of the serpent, and he was talking to the devil. Where was he? Where was God? Where was God? Did God see what was happening? Did God see what was happening? Did God hear the conversation? Did God know the consequences of what the devil was doing? And the consequences to disrupt man in the garden, did God know? Now the question is, why all this wahala of you must be born again, you must live righteous, you must... At the time that the devil was... He, couldn't he have killed the serpent? Couldn't he? But the point is, could he... Could he? No, he couldn't. Why? Because God is spirit. And spirits don't have the capacity to operate on this earth. You get the point? I'm saying all of these things for you to know the relevance of prayer. God saw. God had. Just as in the days of Adam. That's how in the days of Moses... He saw, he heard. Look, you know what God told the serpent? Because he gave his body for the devil to use. God said, you, you hit at the heel of the man, he will crush your head one day. And then he told the serpent, after cursing the serpent, he said, 
this woman you have used to destroy my plan, it is out of this same woman that your head will be crushed. Why was God doing all of these things? Because he is spirit. He is spirit. And we are discussing kingdom on earth matters. And on this earth, if you don't have a body, amen. Why? Is God not God? Of course God is God. God is sovereign, yes. God is powerful, yes. God is omnipotent, omniscient, omni what? All of that. But you see, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, if you look at it, that verse very carefully, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God says, let us make, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all right? Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And then he said what? The next phrase is what? And let, and let, and let, and let them, not us, let them have dominion. All right? Now, why is that important? God said, let us make a man and let this man have dominion. So, on this earth here, who has the authority to dominate? Who has the authority to dominate? What about God? He's excluded in the authority structure as far as the earth is concerned. He doesn't have capacity. He has put all the capacity in. Let us make man and let them have dominion. We, we will stay here. Let them have the dominion. As far as the earth is concerned, let them have the dominion. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that is the arrangement of God as far as operating on this earth is. Praise the Lord. Now, what has all of this that I'm saying relate? What does it relate to the concept of prayer? Number one, the legal authority to dominate the earth is given to man. I think I've just said that. The legal authority to dominate the affairs of this earth is in whose hands? It's in whose hands? It is not in God's hands. That is why when God wanted to save Israel, he needed man. God was going to do all the things, but he needed man. All right? Through whom he can do the things that he wanted to do. When there is no man, God is incapacitated. 
When there is no man, God is incapacitated as far as the affairs of this earth is concerned. Number two point, I have made it, but let me... God did not include himself in the legal authority structure of the earth. God did not include himself. Let us make man and let them have dominion. All right? So the dominion over the affairs of this earth here is in the region of man, not God. Now, when a believer stands in prayer, Jehovah, do it for me. Do it for me. What will God say? I can't. But I can empower you to do it. You get the point? How on earth do you explain Moses stretching a rod and the sea dividing? What is in the rod? What is in Moses? What weight? What, cap what, what, what does he have? But you know what? Until Moses stretched that rod, the sea would never. You get the point? God will always move his power, his authority, his majesty, his strength, his glory through man. Now you are getting to know what prayer is all about. When you make yourself available as a channel for God to move. Listen. God wanted to save mankind. He was in the Garden of Eden when Satan was destroying the creation. Then one day God said, it is time for me to go and restore the fallen man. Fallen man is falling on earth and he's still on earth. Now God wants to come and restore. So what did he do? He dispatched an angel. Go and comb the earth. See if you can get a body that we can use. Otherwise, there's nothing we can do. God, please understand these things so that when you stand in prayer, your attitudes, your perspectives, your everything will be correct. So God dispatched an angel, and an angel came and saw a teenage girl and started negotiating with her. God and teenage girl. Why? Because God cannot do God cannot do anything outside of the license to operate on this earth. And the license to operate on this earth is what? The body. And so he spoke to Mary. And Mary said, 
I don't understand. I don't know the magnitude of this. I don't know where it will carry me to. I have never known a man, and yet I'm going to be pregnant. What are the social implications? What are the family implications? What are all these things? But since you are the one that has said it, so let it come to pass. God said, thank you, lady. And within the twinkling of an eye, the Holy Spirit came and entered this woman. And without carnal, earthly knowledge, this woman, this young lady became pregnant and gave birth to a human body. Now, this human body is directly in the domain of God. And so he moved on this planet Earth and did the restoration of mankind. Amen. Praise the Lord. Very, very, very easy. So I want you, as you are sitting down there, to look at yourself and put value on yourself. Now, who are you? You get the point? Who are you? You can't be a riffraff. You can't be a non-entity. You, hey! Let me ask you a question. Do you know all the number of times you have sinned and fallen before God? God is still holding on to you. You know why? <laughs> because he sees value in you. In you, I have an opportunity to impact this world. Now, if God were to throw all of us away, how will he come here? You get the point? So, you go and sin, and then you go, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I won't do it again. I say, that's not what I'm hearing. I'm, that you have come, that means I still have a contact. And then three weeks later, oh my God, how will I go to God again? God said, you don't know anything. That's not what I'm looking at. The fact that I still have you to contact the world you are forgiven. In fact, he said, all your sins are forgiven. Just stand and have faith and have trust and have confidence in me that together, 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 we will be able to change this world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is the place of man when it comes to the kingdom on this earth here. That is the place of man. And that is the role you have to play. Because without you, God will not do anything. Praise God. As far as this earth is concerned, man is the legal steward. Let me use an example. A young family, a man of 40, with his wife, 37, 
two children, seven and four. So the four of them, they have their nice house, they are staying, making life. And then all of a sudden, the man has an accident, and then he dies. And then he stands. Now he has left the body. But he's there. He stands and he looks at the wife. He looks at the children. He says, ah, God, I won't come to heaven. My wife, my two children, I'll be with them. That's what he is saying. Spirit, I will be with them. So, after the burial ceremonies and all of those things, the family, the wife and the two children, they are going to bed in the evening, so they kneel, they join their hands, and then all of a sudden, the husband appears. What will the wife do? You get the point? Why? Because the man has expired. He doesn't have any relevance of being on this earth again. Actually, his appearance is going to cause more confusion. But then look at the intention he has. No, no, look at my wife, 37. My child, seven years, four years. No, I am 40. I have all the strength. I have all the... So let me come in and help. You don't have any legitimate license to operate on this earth again. That is why you must value your body. That is why you must not treat your body anyhow. That is why you must sleep sufficient, eat correctly, exercise yourself, be modest, be frugal, because God needs your body. God needs your body. God needs your body. Yes, you are spirit. But you see, before you even came, there were hosts of angels surrounding God. Is that not correct? So God is not looking for, for spirits. God is looking for you that has a body. That is why you must carry that consciousness. Because when you start, listen, God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He saw the wickedness, something that the world is turning into now. You can imagine. So God saw all of this. So what is this? In fact, God could have breathed. <sighs> then there won't be Sodom. And there won't be Gomorrah. But can God do that? No. God can't do that because he said, let them have, he won't interfere in the things, the order that he has said. He won't. He won't. And so he came to Abraham. Abraham, have you seen what I'm seeing there? Abraham said, I know. So I'm about to destroy it now. I need you. Abraham said, you need me? Sit down. It gets to points like that. Abraham said, God, sit down. God sat down. Let's talk. You want to destroy that place? 
okay, let's cut a deal. I will go in there. If I find 50 people that are right before you and all of that, you'll stop what you want to do. God said, fine, fine by me, fine. Abraham went, didn't find 50. He said, excuse me, what about 40? What about 30? What about, ah. The man kept talking. God looked at him and said, oh boy, you asked me to sit down and cut a deal. Now you don't even know the terms you are bringing. So Abraham went to the city and called his nephew, oh boy, if you stay here any longer, you are gone. If you stay here any longer, you are gone. Pack and let's go. But you see the wife, Lot's wife, had sunk roots in that place. And as they left, Lot's wife turned to look at the city and then she became a pillar of salt. God will never do anything without you. You see the statement I made? It seems that man cannot without God. Right? And God will not without man. That is the circle of prayer. The connection that you have with your God. Is there anything happening in your life? Is there anything happening in your family? Is there anything happening in your community? God wants to step in. But you know, one day God sat down and said, but I sought for a man. God looking for a man. Is it not God that made man? He said, but I sought for a man. Who will stand for me to do the things I want to do? Yet I did not see Beloved, that is the purpose and the power of prayer. Do you want to see things happening as they No! There is a God in heaven that can order things aright. There is a God in heaven that can call to justice the whole of this earth. Will you cooperate with him? You have one of the most valuable things that God cannot do without your body. Please treat your body. That is why God said don't sin. It's not because of anything. It's because he values the body. You don't even know what you are carrying. Now that you have heard this message, you will learn to take care of yourself and present yourself a living sacrifice unto the Lord. That together with God. Let me, let me end with Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth. Alright, so prayer is purely a kingdom affair. If two of you agree on earth concerning anything. The power of God is unending concerning anything that they pray for. Ask, pray for. What will happen? What will happen? 
it will be done for them. By who? Not by the two that are praying. No! The two have come to offer a license to operate. You get the point? Just as some of our Ghanaians here have mining rights, we, and then they don't have the equipment, and, the, and so they go abroad and they look for people and say, you come with your equipment, I have the mining right. So they come with their equipment, they move into the forest, and they do business. And it's never called Galamse because there is a license. You are the license that will make God intervene in the affairs of man. Who is the license? And for us here, what is the license? My opening up. My opening up, inviting God to use me. Or inviting God for us to work together. That is the purpose of prayer. Anytime you stop praying, you know what has happened? You have shut the heavens. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? Anytime you stop praying, what has happened? Heaven is shut down. See the wickedness of mankind? Heaven has the ability to order things around, and yet the believer won't pray. We hold the license, and yet we have put it somewhere and drinking beer. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Come, let us pray overnight for six hours. No, too much. Too much. See the damage that is going on. In the next 20 years, do you, can you imagine where your children will be, in what society they will be in? Will you? Can you imagine? And yet the license to operate now is there, and you're there. Uh, well, me, me, I'm married to my husband. Finish. What about your child? What about your grandchild? When there comes a time and they legitimize gayism and lesbianism, what will happen? Can't we feel? You get the point? We have the license. If two of us shall agree on anything to put our license into operation, praise God. The way things are going, if we don't step in, if we don't step in, can you imagine a boy you have raised for 16 years comes to you that, Mommy, I feel like I'm a woman, so I'm a woman. When I look into the mirror, I have the semblance of a woman, so I'm a woman. Oh! And government is going to sign paper. I mean, not government of Ghana, 
the governments of the world are going to send people that respect that boy, whatever he's saying. Oh! One day we will wake up. A 10-year-old girl will walk to the mother. I feel like I'm 30 years old. I'm going to marry. And then government will say, respect. Very soon, 12-year-olds will be standing for political appointments because they feel they are old. I saw one clip somebody sent to me, a woman who feels like she's a dog. And so she moves on for dog. May your daughter never have any thought around that in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Ajeman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.